Hey. Hey. What'd you think? About what? Did, did you get my text? Oh. Welcome to Did You Get My Text? I'm Meredith Salinger. I'm Pat Oswalt. We are excited to talk about things. Wow. Well, with that specific uh, um, teaser out of the way, <laughs> I just texted you a tweet. Um, and it's one of those feel-good tweets, but I have mixed feelings. Oh, oh, is it the Southwest employee at the NOLA airport tweet? Yes. <gasps> you Which- guys, he just texted me and I literally just got it. And... It says, Southwest employees at the NOLA airport put up a sign at the counter that said, quote, if you ask a question, you have to sing a song. And then this happened. Hashtag no diggity. (laughs) And it's this really kind of preppy looking white guy. (laughs) He is a very white guy, a VWG. Very white guy. And he is in uh, New Orleans, I'm guessing. Yeah, Nolens. Nolens. And uh, all the the ladies behind the counter. Anyway, I guess he started singing. um, Here, well, let's play it. He sings No Diggity. Anyway, he is uh, full-blown singing that song. And all the ladies behind the counter are dancing. And then all of a sudden, the whole crowd that's waiting to get on the plane Everyone's sitting in their little seats. Starts chiming in with a chorus. Yeah. Which is really nice. Now, it's very cute and joyous, but I have been, I I know that that's meant to make us feel really good and really happy. And it did make me feel happy. People getting together to sing. I love when people spontaneously start singing in public. Yeah, it's fun. I've been on many a Southwest flight where they really take the we're the fun, goofy airline a little too far. Oh, uh, and then you're like worried for your safety that you're getting no, on a plane where they're not totally serious? It's that, not, no, it's it's like I'm taking a red eye out of Vegas. Everyone, you can see how hungover and drunk and exhausted everyone is. I don't want to listen to you do a comedy routine, like quietly do the safety thing and then quietly let me just sit for these next 45 minutes in the silence. That will actually be more therapeutic than if we all sing along. But if something super fun and charming happened, it'd be like, oh my God, that's adorable. And you can't help yourself. That's sort of like what happened. It's like he starts singing and everybody's sort of, is like looking like, oh wow. And then it's like, he gets so into it and then everyone's happy. And yeah, if it just happened, it doesn't happen that often, but when- No, it doesn't. And they put up a little sign saying, if you want to ask a question, you have to sing a song. Right. Which, okay, I just sometimes, I used to also, I also used to work at the MTV building when it was at the corner of 26th in Colorado, like way out in Santa Monica. And it was one of those forced fun buildings where they were, it's a fun, it, this is a fun work atmosphere, but it was so oppressively fun. And it was Yeah, what clearly- happened to all those um, workplaces? I remember going to this really cool workplace. It was just one big floor and everybody was sort of like, Anyway, but you know what I'm talking about? There's all those workplaces Open where those plan, young, where, all those cool millennial people with their cool water ugh. bottles and their green juices, and they all have like, and the it's like the floor is concrete polished, concrete. Yes. Oh, the, the concrete polished floor. First of all, floor. I love that. I think that it's is super the, cool. It is but, the late 90s. Oh my God, that's so the late 90s. Oh, it's so not the late 90s. It was for where it's, I was working. It's also very today, by the way. Is it? A polished concrete mm. floor, hell yeah. But listen- it's really good in those open floor plan places where you got those little rolly chairs. <laughs> Everyone's got their cute little rolly chair in a different yeah. color. What were oh we? Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the, I worked in a friggin' building, this MTV building. In the lobby, there was a cute little Airstream camper. I that love you were supposed Airstream to campers. Like, but, but don't touch it. Do not approach it. Don't sit in it. Oh. It's just here to give you a fun atmosphere. But don't touch it. Don't even – hey – this is a fun workplace. Do not touch that. <laughs> On the second floor in one of the corners was this giant, they found a replica bottle from I Dream of Genie, the full-size <gasps> one. I love that. But I don't s- sit in it. Do not sit in this. <laughs> it's here for decoration. Please don't touch this. So all of these 
the quote unquote fun workplaces were in a weird way more oppressive and more aggressive about why aren't you um you know we had a little we had a marshmallow fight earlier why didn't you join oh, in yeah. the two o'clock marshmallow fight because I just want to do my fucking work right. I'm not making friends here I just please yeah man let me just do my goddamn work yeah. I have a life outside I don't want this to be my life also. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. But, you know, then there's a lot of people who move from state to state and they get to a new place and they're like, I don't know anyone here. And you're like, how do I make friends? And then you're like, you meet people at work and also like maybe take a yoga class or go take a pottery class or go to the library one day or do the things you like to do. It's a weird balance. And I know it's hard to figure it out. Obviously, you don't want people in an atmosphere like in the movie The Apartment where, where Jack Lemmon walks out onto the floor and it's just to the horizon, the exact same looking desks. Yeah. And everyone's just typing. News desks. I like newsrooms. Right. You don't want it to look like um, Brazil, but um, you also don't want it to, to be so crazy fun that it's almost like you're docked pay and status if, if you're you not don't having fun. join in on the goofiness. I, I did a talk at the Microsoft campus, the one where they have the giant slide that goes from the second floor to the first floor. Oh, man. That and sounds fun. And there's a volleyball... It oh, sounds fun. But it's like, go have fun. But the, And then there's like a volleyball net, and then they have yeah. scavenger hunts, and I, it's, oh, God. Well, maybe <sighs> that's not the place for you, Patton. Maybe that's not why <laughs> you didn't get that job. But all the other people who travel, who need, it's, I would imagine it's very, I have never moved except for college. Mm-hmm. I've never moved to live in a place where I don't already live and have thousands of friends and family. Oh, wow. I've done that a bunch. Like, I went off to college, and I knew two people from my school, uh, one girl from my school and one boy from another school. Those are the only people I knew when I went to college. Mm-hmm. I knew one girl when I went to college who I literally went to kindergarten with and was in every single one of my classes from kindergarten through college. Did you date her? No. Okay. But we're really good friends. Oh, She's really? very cool. Never yeah. heard her name before. I've told you her name. Have you? Yes. You're good friends, huh? Oh. <laughs> but I'm saying- like, But yeah, but so going to college is one thing. Everyone is sort of like fish out of water there. Yeah. Nobody really knows anyone when they go to college. Usually, maybe one or five people at the most. But like, what yeah. if you moved to a new place, like for real, to live away from anyone you knew? I, I don't know oh, how- Oh, no. Because you have to tell people how to make friends. I think loneliness right now is a very, very dangerous- aspect of modern life because of we're so disconnected in a weird way we're connected but disconnected we're connected electronically we're disconnected in the flesh yeah. so that sense of loneliness leads people down some real oh, we will go a- after some really mutant moms interestingly if you move to a new place it might not be as lonely as normal considering people have FaceTime that they can FaceTime wherever they came from. So no one ever really feels that like, well, I guess you could end up staying home and not doing anything if you're just on your phone all day talking to people, but go to a zoo. But also like- I think we should just come up with positive things, Patton. What should you do? uh, What should you do? You should go to a zoo or a play (laughs) or a theater or a dinner place too. (laughs) Um, Listen, oh my God, I wish my voice hadn't turned into gravel during that wonderful riff. Um, It will be so good if we could find that balance between- getting people away from their loneliness, but not making it feel like, as um, Al Yankovic called, I think his third to last album, mandatory fun. Nothing worse than mandatory fun. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, that's there's a movie, I mean, not a great movie uh, called The Circle um, that was kind of, it was just a little bit behind the times on what it was talking about, but it really does nail that weird feeling at the Microsoft, at the Facebook, at the Apple campus of, hey, we saw that you went um, rollerblading. Why didn't you uh, post a video? Why did, We have a rollerblading group, group. You should log into oh. it. And, and you're like, I want some time away from work. Like, they don't believe yeah, in that. You're, you're not necessarily my people. Yes. Or you are, but only from nine to five. And then I want to hang out with my friends. I had a, I, I let Speaking it Speaking of friends, at, oh. I want to change the subject unless this is interesting. Well, really quick. A few months ago, we were at a party, and I let slip that I, when I can, I hike. And go ahead. What we can cut out? Why, why not? Kyle, anything? just cut that out. Um, why can't you just say I go hiking? Oh, sorry. Why do you have to say where you are and have people murder you on the hike? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You want to keep this part in discussing murder? We could. You're laughing hysterically. I love it. 
Guys, this is our real life. Kyle, I think we might be keeping this in because listen to him. He's dying. Why are you dying? Why is this so funny? This is not this is not that funny. Why was that funny? I think you've created a new genre, the the potential murder podcast where we talk about things and then you say how they could potentially turn into murders. Kyle, the episode of this podcast oh is the God. potential murder podcast, okay? We should call it no, we should call it my favorite potential murder. No. Yeah. No. They would crack up at that. Well, anyway. Um, oh, we, we just gave the death stare. I'll tell you why I gave them the death stare. Should I tell you why? Should I tell no, them why? Why can't no. I tell them why? Just please. Okay, fine. Cut anyway, all that out. No, don't cut it out. Leave it all in, but just FYI, there's backstory. There's so not. Whatever. Um, I go hiking <laughs> at a... At a, at a I- at a location in Idaho. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. no. Okay, go ahead. And I probably should mention that it's at the top loop that I met my weakest and most tired. And that's where someone, <laughs> if they really wanted to attack me, that's where I that's would put up spot. the least resistance. Oh my God. I bet someone one of your fans who hates you. Okay, now I'm giving now I'm Did plim- you say one of my fans <laughs> who hates me? <laughs> well, listen, I have to be honest with you. What? And that is a true thing. Those people who hate someone so much that they like actively like Think about them constantly and oh, just yeah, want to go. Is true. It's like it's like it's like a, the a king of, of comedy. Yeah, the opposite of uh, the opposite of love isn't hate; it's indifference. Yeah. Hate and love are just the same thing. I hate you because you don't love me. Well, not necessarily, but anyway, obsession. A fan yeah. who hates you and they're obsessed with you is a fan of some sort. I don't mean this to be they're insulting. A fanatic. I don't feel like my fans have the uh, body strength to make it. Up <laughs> I'm safe. <laughs> You oh, have nice fans. I got to do, I have really nice fans. Uh, they're also flabby like me. I got to tell no, a quick No, that's little, not true. My gorgeous friend thinks you're funny. That is true. Um, wait a minute. I want to tell a quick side story. My one and get gorgeous back friend thinks you're funny. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not just kidding that she thinks you're funny, but. Um, really quickly. You I don't grew, even, okay. Grew up outside of Washington, D.C. Always loved this place called the Black Cat. Um, punk, uh, New Wave Club, all in the 80s. Then I'm touring with Comedians of Comedy. We booked the Black Cat. Oh, my God. This is this place that I grew up. I'm about to play the Black Cat. We get in there. We go on stage. The place is packed. I mean, bodies pressed against the wall. Oh, that doesn't sound dangerous. But I'm like, it's me. I remember it was me, Eugene Merman, Brian Posehn, Maria Bamford. And I'm kind of doing the humble brag. I'm not saying it out loud, but I'm just kind of going like, I think we sold out the Black Cat. Just, you know, I grew up around here. It's just like. Is this place? I and everybody grew up came with. to and, see other people. And they're well, I mean, they came to see us, but uh-huh. it was still like my tour, the right. show that I put together, and I was very, very happy. So, at the end of the night, talking to the the owner, and we had just done a meet and greet, and and he was really nice. And I'm and I'm trying to I'm fishing for my compliment. <laughs> like I'm just saying, yeah, it's crazy, huh? I just sold out the black. And cat you want like him to that. be like, man, you did a good show tonight. It, Were you it, waiting for that? No, I was waiting for him to go. You sold out the black cat. Right. Okay. And I was like, I sold it out. He was like. Oh, it was, yeah, it was packed, man. That was really packed. I mean, yeah, it sold out. He goes, well, the place holds 1,000, and you had like 850 people in here. Oh, my God. Screw you, man. And I said, "Uh, I was, you know, I was on stage. I could, that place, there was nowhere to move. He goes, yeah, listen, we have a lot of, um, like, skate punk shows and that kind of thing, and those fans are, this and your fans are a little. <gasps> How like, dare our fans, you? They're <gasps> all chubby nerds. And oh my they took god! Up, they they could only fit eight hundred seven thousand. That is mortifying. Oh my god! Oh my I god! And I la- I laughed when he said that because he just the way he said it. That you is can't see my hands like we have a lot of skate punk shows and those guys are like like this and your fans are like. Mm. But wait a minute. <laughs> If the capacity of a place is a certain amount of people, it shouldn't be where you stack them wall to wall. There's well, a, a fire code. I'm, I'm just saying. There's it's a, a punk club and they didn't care. I guess not. It was standing room only. They, they were like, people uh, in there. how many skate punks can we fit in here? Yeah, exactly. Thousand. How many Patton Oswalt fans can we fit in? Five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the mobility scooters take up a lot of the room. Um so that was a great little anecdote about our fan. But um, we, uh, as I was saying, I met, I, I let drop at a, at a party we were at that I go hiking, and a guy at the party was like, I go hiking in that same place. We should go together sometime. We oh, should. Lord. And I, I, I've i never done so many verbal gymnastics to get, I 
want to hike. If I'm going to hike with anyone, it's going to be with you. I've hiked with you. I don't want to hike with people. I don't yeah. want someone along with me. Wow, it's really good. No, I want my earphones in and just listening. It's sort of like when someone tries to make plans with you and they're like, hey, we should get together. And you're like, totally. And some people you're like, hell yeah, mark it down. Let's put it in the book. Da, 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 let's do it right now. And then the person's saying, we should get together. And then they're like, "How does how's this weekend? I'm like, oh, I can't this weekend. So crazy busy right now. And then it's like, and actually that's not a lie. So mm-hmm. crazy busy right now. Yeah. Um, but then they're like, okay, how about a month from now on this date? And I was like, you know, before the holidays, it's going to be hard for me because it's true. It's so crazy busy. And I yeah. sound like I'm being a bitch, like putting them off and putting them off. And then he's like, let's just put this down and pencil it in. And I'm like, mm. yeah, okay. And then he's I'm like, trying, yeah. but it was like, stop. Do you know let, how I actually said to him, you know what? As soon as I get a minute, I will give you a date that works for me too. Yeah. But he's like, no. And he couldn't take the like. Come on, man. I'm giving you the friendly out here. Yeah, giving you the Irish goodbye. I'm giving Just... you the please don't make a plan with me right now vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, please, can you just enjoy what we have right this second this and fun? not and not need it to be anything more than this? Anyway. We'll um, be right back. We will. Hey guys, welcome back to Did You Get My Text? Patton Oswalt, did you get my text of the picture of me and me and my dad, but like he's in scrubs when I'm in his office, his dentist's office, and we both have the masks on. And oh, he's yeah. Okay. So um, my daddy is a dentist, mm-hmm. and I, in the last month, I think have gone three times to my oh. dad, because his birthday was on November 18th, mm-hmm. and he was turning, he is and turned 80. Damn. And so he was going to retire on November 17th. Right. The last day of 50, 40 something years. 50. <sighs> yeah. 50 years. Yeah. Of dentistry. Wow. So he was retiring. And then I'm telling him, all of my friends go to him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you guys, you got to get in. And they're like, I don't want to. Ma- Dr. Sal. Like, Retta's like, Dr. <laughs> Salinger. Retta loves my dad. Yeah. But all of my friends who go are like, I got to make an appointment. I got to make an appointment. Right. Um, so anyway, he sold his practice to this lovely lady who's beautiful mm-hmm. and great and young and a fabulous dentist. Mm-hmm. And we had a going away party and everything was great. And I, you know, big presents for my dad on, you know, we're talking about him retiring and mm-hmm. we need to come up with fun things for him to do. Oh yeah. And so I need help in like coming up with, he's not a golfer. He, right. he hurt his shoulder. can't play tennis, but like, he's a super sporty guy. He likes to travel, blah, blah, blah. Trying mm-hmm. to think of things for him to do. Now, listen, my whole life, people have been like, you have such pretty teeth. Did you have braces? And I say, no, I actually had quite perfect teeth my whole life, which when your dad's a dentist is, it's like, he, if you had a, could he have been a chiropractor? My back hurts so bad. Could he have been a, something? I mean, obviously everybody needs to get their teeth. Right, cleaned. right. And maybe because I was so diligent about it, maybe who, whatever. Who knows? Okay. He retires on November 17th. Oh boy. He has his retirement party that weekend. Mm-hmm. Two days ago, mm-hmm. I bit down on something. Mm. And it was so painful. And I was like, what's this? What's this? Because I've never had any like mouthing. The fuck? The fuck? The fuck is all this pain? Holy fucking shit. I'm in so much pain. So I call my dad. I'm like, daddy, Mm -hmm. I just bit down on my back tooth. He's like, oh, yeah, I was looking at that. You might, you might need to have a crown. And I was like, but, but daddy, (laughs) daddy, you're, you're my dentist. And I was like, well, can you just come back in for that day? Can you sneak back into the <laughs> office? Well, she wants him to. She, everyone loves him. Every oh, right. patient of his is like, I'm devastated you're leaving. But, but the fact of the matter is, like, I have to have like a gnarly procedure, mm. and like right, like the day after he retires. Oh, oh my God! This is like every. That's not cool. Well, but in a way, look, this is like every cop movie oh, when like, he goes, "I'm retiring. This is my last day," and then some crazy serial killer. Starts ripping yes, up the yes, town. Yes, yes, totally. And he's like, and I'm doing this against Callahan. He's like, oh, they pulled me back in. Actually, this just happened. Well, I was just over at my friend Retta's house, and we're <laughs> getting ready for Christmas, and we're putting, and she hurt her knee, so I'm helping her put up a tree. And we were talking about cars. Oh, no, we were talking about how, we were just talking about her career, and one portion of her career, 
she won, I mean, she won this amazing comedy award, like right. like a contest kind of a thing, where she won a new car. Damn. And and it was the greatest car. It was like this gorgeous, fluffy Lexus, just like, mm. A just like, fluffy Lexus. Like the leather was nice. And it was like, <laughs> she won this fucking cool car. Right, right. Like, like I got a ride kind of car. Mm-hmm. And um, literally, like, her car was about to break down. before, wow. Not the new car. Like, as she was going to this contest, she's mm-hmm. like, I, you know what? I have to win this. And she's right. like, you know what? I think I'm going to win this. She's like, my car's going to die, and I'm winning a new car. I'm winning that car. Yeah. And she knew that she just had this, like, vision she was going. But her car died the day she gets a new car. That's kind of beautiful. It's kind of that. Yeah. That's, that's the good version of mine. It's the good version. Mine is, my teeth are perfect the day my dad retires. I have to go get a freaking crown. Yeah, but in, as far as your dad is concerned, it's him being... Go off the, in the world, honey. The, see see what real life is like. But it's also him going, I put 50 years in this job. I thought I'd put every maniac away. <laughs> and now my last day. Well, I might just make him come in. This guy gets out. Yep. You know what I mean? Like he's just, and he's quietly putting the badge <laughs> back on, quietly putting the gun back in. He's literally the best dentist. He didn't need to retire. The guy is younger than, he looks younger than you. <laughs> well, mean, that doesn't say much because I'm not a healthy person. No, so you yeah. look you look like an old man, which Thank is you. pretty cute. Um, <laughs> but my dad is super cute and young and fit. And anyway, I, I think I might um, beg him. I'm like, okay, after, can you just come on in? She'll let him. She'll be happy to have him there. I'm going to make him do it, I think. Yeah. What's he, he going to say no to you? I mean, he might. He might be, hey, 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 I sold my practice. I'm out of there. I'm done. I'm laying in the sun listening to the Rolling Stones. Oh, my God. What if he Yoda's it up and it's like, it's time for you to leave now? Yeah, he's like, you must go out there. It's time for you to move on. You must You must find your own floss. Yes. You must find your own brush. Do you know technique. that the only toothbrushes I've ever had my whole life say from the office of Gary Salinger, DDS? <laughs> there you go. Um. Good I told you about record. that. That was that was one of the things we gave out at Halloween. We did give candy, but uh, we also gave a toothbrush. Okay. I told you this in the last tech, in the last podcast. Uh, the duality of man. These past five days have been a a true test of love. Not that it was a test that we ever. Not had on to your work. part. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of. No. Only because. Can I please finish a sentence? Yeah, go ahead. I had some. I'm not going to go into the details because it's gross. But I had some very minor. Minor uh, surgery, old man surgery that uh, you that you that men tend to get. Listen, no one needs to know. Go yeah. ahead. You had minor surgery, having a little surgery tough time recovering. Fine. The recovery is gross, and uh, Meredith has been uh, like, "Fuck you, Florence Nightingale." The, the stuff she's been doing to get me through this heating has been pad, amazing. hot tea, yeah, uh, made you chicken soup, even though you don't need chicken soup to recover from surgery. That's just but if you have was, a cold. <laughs> but it was psychologically, it was very comforting and yeah, actually comforting. helped. And I, I made myself the leftovers last night. It was delicious. And I brought the leftover chicken soup? Yes. Oh, okay. That was delicious. Just FYI, there's more. Oh, good. Um, But uh, I also brought you home turkey Thanksgiving dinner yes, because you, you had to miss Thanksgiving. But um, she's also dealt with a lot of like, Night stuff. I'm on some painkillers, which make my sleep very random. Um, where I'm suddenly waking up at five in the morning and taking a hot five bath. In the morning and having to take waking a hot bath. Waking up at three in the morning and taking a hot bath. Yeah, it's it's rough. Although the one time I took a hot bath at three in the morning, you did not wake up. I had to tell you the next day, and I was very I, happy about no, that. No, the three in the morning one, I didn't wake up. But today at five in the morning, oh boy, you woke me up, and I was it's so gross. Okay, you were just coughing very yeah. loudly, and I was. Like, I'm not ready. And I went downstairs <laughs> and I slept because I was like, she needs to be able to sleep in. Yeah, but did I? No. I was up at five waiting, just sitting in bed going, can I fall asleep? Can I fall asleep? Can I, can I, can I? And then at 6.30, I'm like, I am not falling asleep. And so I got up, snuggled Alice, went downstairs, had coffee, Yeah. started my day. I don't want to get all philosophical and- Try, be. Oh, all right. Um, life is like a river. No, try and be philosophical. Well, it, it is amazing how as healthy as we try to keep ourselves and as as such a as, as much of a miracle as the human body is, we are just basically on on the spectrum of fragility where if it just a couple of things go wrong, not even totally shut down. I just have a couple of functions in my body that are not going they're not operating at normal speed Correct. and it is making the whole thing go haywire. Well that happens in anything like you break your toe and you're miserable like that one little thing. Yes. That it just 
yeah, that one thing, but that like ruins everything. The terrible excruciating headache ruins like the one yes. thing ruins everything. Yeah, and and it really But the but the worst part of your situation let me rephrase that. Yeah. The worst part of my situation <laughs> is that your situation is loud. I know. The coughing is like keeping Baby. me up. I, I could not it's feel- like, Oh my God, this leads me to my topic that I must talk well, about. Can, all right, wait, go ahead. Wait, did you have something you were going to say? Well, I just wanted to say, the one thing that I keep reflecting on is I was I was lucky enough to schedule this surgery on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving so that I could schedule and then have these four days- But you never said re- anything to me like, hey, I think I might schedule this the day before Thanksgiving. And then I'd be like, dude, we have Thanksgiving dinner at a friend's house. Can we do it maybe the day after Thanksgiving? Be- because- do you need to ruin Thanksgiving? Well, uh, Why because- did you do that? Because I also thought- Oh, I know why. Because you needed to recover before you had to work. That's yeah. why. Yeah. I have to- Look at me being a bitch, worrying about, <laughs> like, you weren't eating, you weren't sitting there. I wouldn't have spoken to you anyway at Thanksgiving, because I- I wouldn't have spoken to you. I would have spoken to uh, your friend's- Dad. Dad about uh, his extraordinary dad and his career. That's all I wanted to talk about. We are talking about the wonderful Robert Carradine, whose daughter is my best friend, Ever Carradine. And in fact, at dinner, I said, we want you guys on the podcast- Oh, God. Um, because they are from the legendary Carradine family- and uh, just all actors and interesting people. Just 20 minutes of, of dealing with my questions, Robert will jump in front of a bus. It, I will just be hammering him. His well, dad has, his dad is John Carradine. I mean, let's, I think we should wait. Okay. And before we introduce them on right. the thing, we'll talk about it. But bottom line, I wouldn't have spoken to you at Thanksgiving. No. So That's it's fine. fine that you stayed home, and yes, you should recover. And because I, I got to sh- think of going out of town next week. And I know because okay. you're on tour, and I'm, I'm on a, tour. and I'm sorry, and I apologize yeah. for but, for being bratty about it, but I have been very good up until the annoyance. I've done, I've, I've done, you know, what I can in terms of signal boosting and donating money to causes for- Are we changing the topic right now? No, 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 same, same thing for, um, you know, better healthcare, free healthcare, universal healthcare, but it really, my privilege really kind of laid on me like tar this weekend. Well, it was Thanksgiving and we definitely talked about what we were grateful for and we were saying- that we were grateful that you were able to take the time off, that you were able to have um, the surgery, just but that you were able to have the time. We were being grateful about- I was very grateful. Even though it was upsetting, you have to think of every blessing. Whenever something happens that's bad, mm-hmm. even that, you need to be but, like, I'm, he, he, you know, whatever, something terrible, this happened and you know what, but I'm grateful for the experience. I will grow from this and or I will eventually- I'm lucky that I'm able to heal in this. But my problem was, I whenever that happens, all I think about is the person, the the mother of three who can't take a day off and right, is out there living saying. in that's pain why we're and grateful out there. About it. And it makes me want to wonder make, fix it. when I'm yeah, and not only fix it, but when I'm out in the world, like be even more aggressive about when I see someone who's maybe going too slow or is, seems to be holding things up. They could be in. Whatever state, Pain, you don't nausea, know. I don't know. So you have I'm just to be gonna, kindness and compassion to yeah. everyone. And I, and I think of all the times I haven't done that. And yeah, then, I remember that time that guy was walking slow, that old man, and you just pushed him in the street. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, like like I don't want to spread that out in the world. I know. And this these but past five days really hammered that home to me. But I have. Okay. And that stays with me and it really haunts me. Oh, well, I'm happy that you've had some sort of revelation from this sickness. And yeah. I... Love you more and more for being open and growing and yay. Okay, but I want to talk about something that you brought up. Okay. So we were talking about to have compassion for people and, you know, everyone has their thing, but just like COVID and you are your own person and you wear a mask, but if you don't, it affects other people. And so other people's health is, you know, being being ruined because of your actions and you like when you're sick and right now you're just coughing a lot, which is just really an annoyance to me, mm-hmm. like the people around you have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course we're upset. We want you to get better, but like get better already. I'm yeah, fucking losing my head. Anyway, I'm with you. Anyway, um, well, last night, Uh-oh. this exact topic, theory, whatever I'm discussing mm-hmm. occurred. Mm. I went last night. With, I was invited by my friend's parents to, um, there's like a little club that they belong to where they have, outdoor dining and stuff right, like that right. and other things. But anyway, we went and we're having the nicest time and I'm playing with her kids, her little six, 
six-year-old is like, mm-hmm. I love him. There's Alice and there's another 11-year-old and everybody's so happy. And we're having this beautiful dinner and the food arrives and it, it smells divine. And I go to take a bite mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, a wave of nausea. The freaking table next to us, because it's a club, it's an outdoor dining club, these young guys all light up cigars, all of them. Oh, God There's like five guys in cigars, with cigars. Literally, I can handle a little bit of pipe smoke, like an old man smoking a pipe. It Fuck. smells a lot different. But cigar smoke, first of all, my mom is totally allergic to it. She, her throat is closed up. But it is so hideous. And when well, you're trying to eat. So here's the thing. Like, shouldn't, in the old days when a man would look at you and go, oh, do you mind if I smoke? Like in the 50s when men were like that yeah. or whoever, and they asked, they were actually polite and asked you or whatever. Yeah. Um, nobody like looks and goes, hey, I know you're eating. We're going to light up some cigars. Is this going to bother your six-year-old or that girl right there who clearly looks like she's about, about to vomit? Is this going to bother any of you? No one does that anymore. They just do their thing. No, they don't. Because. And so then I, I mean, I kind of like did look over my shoulder a couple times and give the stink eye, but they didn't see me. But I internally gave them the stink eye, hoping that they would learn. Because would it have been terrible if I got up and I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry to bother you guys. We're probably going to be done with dinner in like 15 minutes. Can you just hold off on your cigar smoke for 15 minutes? But it was a table of dude bros. Like, they would have been like, shut up, lady. Were they eating or had they finished eating and now they're no, having their post they were just there sitting at a table like an outdoor thing having cocktails and cigars. Now listen, I get that. Guys want to do that if that's like their fun thing. I'm not trying to like take anyone's fun thing away, but the table next to you has t- three children and literally we are in a, a haze. You could see it above us. We were like basking in the smoke. So anyway, I had to take the kids. Dinner, we put, we just stopped, and I took them elsewhere, and we, I played with the kids, and we were just running around. But there is a, there's a section of society now, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a exerting of status. It's a flaunting of status now, where if there is a unspoken but agreed upon rule, yeah. hey, can you not do this because it's here, people? There are certain people who. Who'll be have like, to go either way, but not me. Well, there's some people who go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Of course, let me put it out. I'm, I didn't even think about it. And then there's the opposite who's like, don't tell me what to do. But not even don't tell me what to do. They will scan the landscape. And be like, I'm allowed to go, do it here. Okay, hang on. No, no. It's, okay. it's, it's not that I'm allowed to do it here. It's that there's a, there's an area for smoking cigars. This is the dining area. So, it's a, so I'm definitely lighting my cigar here. What an I ass. have to do the wor- the what I'm not supposed to do because... Right. I need to show that I'm exempt. It's that's the la- that's the la- latest status. It's the whole no mask thing. It's the whole right, like, right, right. I we don't need to, to go show, down that rabbit hole. But no, it's it's not a rabbit hole. It is this weird. It's this desperate flex, and it's not even a new thing. I remember years ago, I used to open for a musical that was playing at the Roxy called White Trash Wins Lotto. It was brilliant. It was a it was a, um, a Gilbert and Sullivan version of the Rise and Fall of uh, uh, Guns and Roses. I it love was, the way your voice sounds right now. You oh. just dropped into a really low register. Thank you. I think we should do, do the rest of the thing like this. Go ahead. So what happened? Devereaux catheters give you the finest. No, flow don't do that. Ca- don't do that. Um, and but the guy that ran this thing. But the guy that ran this thing. The guy that ran this thing. His name was Andy Preboy. Brilliant, brilliant lyricist. His whole thing was, I don't want any comps i don't want any special guests people buy a ticket you line up you come in i don't want to do because he had kind of had it with the industry he had Mm -hmm. been in a bunch of bands he wasn't doing it to be mean he was like purchase a ticket right stand in line right come in right sit at a table right and i had one agent who is not my agent anymore uh at an old company i was with who went on this weird he bothered me for a week on the phone like can you Get me in early, though, so that when everyone comes right. in, I'm already at a table. It's not my show. I'm opening. Andy Preboy has asked people that you stand in line. Right. Go in. Follow the rules, and man. He, and he's like, but you can get me in, though, right? Oh. And I'm like, I can, I can get you. I can probably comp you a ticket, but you will stand in line and go in. But right. come on, I don't want to be out there standing in line. Like, yeah. Everybody is out there standing in line. Elvis Costello is standing in line. Everyone's coming to this friggin' show. Calm down. And just wait 10 fucking minutes 
And he, but he was all about, I can't be seen in a line. I I, and I've got to be seen already seated with my drink when everyone comes in. It's wow. all about my status. Damn, that's, I hate that. And it, and, and it was, that led to me, like, in a Bye. few months, I was like, you're not my agent, because we don't have the same aims in this fucking industry. Or values. Ugh. And to contrast that. You seem real upset. I was doing a show at the See, uh, SF Independent yeah. on Divisadero uh-huh. back in the early aughts. Ooh. Comedians of comedy. Yeah. Me, Brian, Maria Bamford. Uh, Your crew. My crew. We're backstage. Yeah. Someone, the, the place is filling in, standing room only. No, wow. no seats. Someone comes in, the manager. Hey, um, Robin Williams is standing in line outside. He bought. He went to the box office. He bought a ticket. I was like, let him in. And then, so the guy ran outside and then talked to Robin. Robin was in line talking to people. And then he came back in. Robin was like, Robin says he wants to stand in line you and like just wait. Experience. And just it. talk to people. And he wants the whole experience. And like, he wouldn't. Come in early, he stood in the, and then afterward, the people were coming up to talk to us. He wait, he could have just put, I'm Robin Williams, I'm going to talk to you guys. And we would have happily talked to him. He waited for everyone to talk to us, and then he sat down and talked to us for an hour about his life. Oh, and, my God. And it was like, that's the contrast of like a genuinely yes. good yes. person who's secure in his creativity going, no, 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 I. this is not about me having privileges. This is about me having experiences. Exactly. Who knows what I'm going to encounter in line out here? Right. Who knows what I'll see? I don't want my life to be a series of VIP cars and, you know, special entrances where I don't see life anymore. Right. It just sucks. Yeah. And it was so beautiful seeing that. I must say, I dearly miss Robin Williams. God damn, I I miss him. I think he put such goodness out into the world that perhaps... If he spoke or said something right now, things would calm down. Like that's how I feel about Jim Henson. Yeah. That I there are some people that just being in this world make the world a better place. But he would say something, but he would say it in such a funny, biting way that it would make people go, "Oh yeah, shit, I'm kind of being an asshole." Like it would be such a funny, like they would have to laugh and then go, mm-hmm. "Yeah, shit, he's right. God damn, you know, like that kind of thing." Yeah. You know. Um, you know when there's a microphone in front of you and you're doing a podcast? <laughs> because I've done so many of my friends' podcasts. Yeah. And, like, I'll see them at the beginning. You know, you do it via Zoom this past year. And so I'll see them on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And and we'll be like, oh, my God, hi. And we're, like, chatting and chatting and chatting. And then it's like, fuck, just hit record so that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because why are we, like. like right. I mean, of course, everybody should be, but I'm very authentic on the mic as well. I think some people. I wonder how far that goes, though. Like, I what think if, some people have perhaps, you know, when you sit down to do a podcast, you get in that mode. You're very professional. Mm-hmm. Not that I wouldn't be, but I'm just saying, as a person who gets asked questions sometimes, my answers are always incredibly authentic. It's not like what I would say to my best friend off camera, I wouldn't say on mic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, yeah. so that's why I was saying, let's hit roll. That'd be so hilarious if off mic, like one of us started to have a heart attack. And he's like, no, 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 wait, wait, say, hit, hit record, hit record. Okay, well, so know, he's having a heart attack right now. <laughs> well, you know, there are those there are those situations that people are upset about when it's like you see something happening and instead of going to help them, you're just recording it yep. to, to Instagram. And you're like, they're like, fuck, look what's happening, man. Oh my God. You're like, put your fucking phone down and help that person. Yeah. That's what Bobcat Goldthwait had that great line back during the Rodney King thing. It's like, if you see a bunch of cops beating the crap out of me, put the camera down and help me. Exactly. Although you could argue the fact that that person recorded it is what helped to Actually, show. I mean, ugh. here's the thing. Ugh. It would be great if there were two people because they do need someone to be recording it because this justice system is so- Hi, everybody. This is Meredith <laughs> Salinger. I'm a Democrat. <laughs> but truly, like, the justice system has so failed so many oh in our community. God. And unless they see... Unless they prove things with video footage, um, murderers would go free. The and only our reason would... the Aubrey murderers went to jail is because the video exactly. leaked. Yep. They were going to suppress that. Yeah. The jury was not supposed to see that video. And one of the guys— And wouldn't it be fucked up if a prosecutor withheld information that would get somebody free yeah. or off? Um and to withhold something and ruin someone's life, like, for example, if it was a serial killer right. and you knew somehow that they didn't do it or what—I yeah. don't know. One you of the, here, I mean. Here's how crazy the, the, the system is at this point. The, the three guys who killed Aubrey, one of the defense's arguments was, he was they had to act with deadly force because he grabbed one of the guy's shotguns. Oh, so in man. other words, the these guy, three guys 
went out with shotguns got hunting this enough, guy. Got close enough to him so the guy that he needed tried to, push to defend himself. Jesus and they go, Christ. well, I, I have to shoot. What am I going to do now? If he had just been Well, caught. basically, it's what Kyle Rittenhouse did. He went into a fucking crowd of people yeah. he didn't agree with with an assault rifle that he took from across yeah. the state lines, and he went in, and they saw him with an assault rifle and got yeah. fucking scared for their lives, and if they took a step towards him or not, he's like, yeah. oh, self-defense. Yep. And so, You're basically, fucked. anyone can provoke you, Yep. like keep poking you and poking you and poking you and poking you, and the second you try to defend yourself from that- you're going to, I mean, it is. It, it, it is as old as the hills. You watch Shane when Jack Palance is making Elijah Cook Jr. pick up that gun. I don't want to pick it up. Pick it up. He picks it up and he shoots him. You saw him. He had a gun. Right. Like, it's just. I know. They don't care. They it's, don't care. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. We went down a, that's. Ugh. Yeah, that's the world, people. We're going to get back to the funny. Hey, Pat, hey, you're a comedian. I saw a butterfly today. What else are we going to talk about? Something. You had one more, um, something fun. Oh, wait, I was actually. Pull us out of this hole. I will, I will. So I have some funny things to talk about. Oh. Well, it's not really that funny. But it's well, they're not, interesting. But it's not morbid like what we were just talking That's about. That's true. So um, Christmas is coming. Ooh, my voice is really raspy now, too. Check mm. that out. Anyway. Christmas is coming, darling. Um, and there are always these websites like, or like things that pop up, the top 25 gifts this season kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So I was looking at them. I have some of them. I have tried some of them. And? Well, there's one. Now, listen, everybody. Pat and I are recording a podcast. I need reading glasses. I left my reading glasses somewhere else, and I don't feel like going to get them. So, Patton, what did I text you? Well, the first thing is Kylo, futuristic patch that uses nanotech to relieve your pain. Right. Okay. So, it's like this little, it's like this clear sticker with like gold or silver on it. And it's a sticker and you stick it to like your shoulder pain or neck pain, whatever. Mm-hmm. I bought those. And? They don't work, man. <laughs> Wait a minute. We have already gone over this, Meredith. You order this stuff online. Yeah. You see something, you're all excited. Yeah. And then you get a box of rotten fruit. Then you try to <laughs> contact the company. The company's suddenly gone. Well, it's no, suddenly an empty gone. warehouse no, out no, in the no. middle of Idaho. Oh, no, that's what happened with her fake Nikes. But yes. anyway. Don't order this stuff. You you okay, probably okay. see stuff on Instagram because they know how you shop and they know how to target you. Dude, that's what that's what Instagram and Facebook are for. It's for Ugh. advertising. So they figure out what kind of person you are. So hang on. So you're saying... The the giant band aid with the the giant I'm I'm trying not to breathe into the mic. <laughs> you're saying I just can't communicate with you when you're not looking at me. You're saying that the giant band aid with the robot brain ended up not working. That that was just a pie in the sky uh, <laughs> dream. That it didn't work. <laughs> well, anyway, there are other things on this list as oh, well. Oh yeah. So okay. could you slide to the next? How about the next one? Nubu, all natural, eco friendly body toxin removal. Show it to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You said to read it. Well, I want you to read it, but I also want you to show it to me. Do you know your body is full of toxins? Yes, dummy. That's what the body deals with. Natural remedy. Say no to chemicals. Nubu is made from carefully selected Japanese herbs, holistic healing. Okay. That is also put on a little tampon-like substance. Like, it looks yep. like it looks like a little- They're foot tampons. They're like little foot tampons. And they're filled with stuff to help remove your toxins. Guess what, honey? Mm. I bought it. And? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. So hang on. The fact that your body is riddled by toxins and metabolic waste, (laughs) which harms your blood flow and increases stress and will kill you before you're done reading this sentence. Okay. These foot tampons didn't solve it? (laughs) No. Okay, what's the next one? Oh, no. I texted these to you. What is the next one? Yes, there is. But show it to me also. Okay. You guys, I don't have my reading glasses, but I can see pictures. So flip it to me, babe. Flip it to me. Oh, my God. Peeps, molecular technology to clean dirty glasses. Here's how. Um, These work. They act, the, oh, my God. These, these not, actually fucking work. These are my favorite thing. I have bought, th- first of all, this is so not an ad. I hate that you have ads during a podcast and then people are like, oh, it's just ads. But, like, this is not, a, anyway, it's on a list, but whatever. Right. I, I, there was like a thing. Yes, I probably saw it on Instagram or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like a deal, like get 10 for whatever. Right. And so I did. And then I used it and I was like, holy, these are so, well, I have reading glasses now, so mm-hmm. I need them. Yeah. 
And I literally gave one to all my friends and they have literally called me yep. and like, this is the best. They're the I best. Wait a second. I hate that this sounds like an ad. Yeah, I know. But it is not. I wish because then it's I, more like we're reporting on a miraculous <clears throat> event that something something, uh, something from the internet works. Something sketchy looking from the internet is actually so valuable and right, so right. useful. And it's so, okay. What was the next one? Blissy. Let, turn it to me so I can see. What sleep it. on silk for better sleep, oh, okay. skin, and hair. Blissy. Yeah. Ah, uh, the cool side of your pillow. There's nothing quite like it. The problem is you flip your pillow again and again through the night in endless pursuit okay, of don't that blissful sensation on your cheek. Anyway. The thing is, it's supposed to like be better to sleep on. And here's the thing: a hundred years ago, someone said something about a silk pillow to me too. Mm-hmm. So I like scour the internet looking for you know a silk mm-hmm. pillowcase, and it has to be pink. Sorry, don't laugh at me. Hundred years ago, someone said something to me about a silk pillowcase, <laughs> and then he disappeared into a wall of fog, <laughs> and I'll never not love that man. Oh, silky pillow. Oh, silky. Where pillow. are you? Um, so I bought it and I like it. It's pretty, it's cute, but you know, really? But are you experiencing- <laughs> What? These things are so stupid. Well, maybe they're not. The, are you experiencing less hair damage, silk? Because you know that silk has 43% less, less hair friction. Damaging. And you know, they can actually measure that. They can measure that down to- <laughs> The hair. Yeah. Um, anyway, what's the next one? Oh, God. <laughs> what? Guys, Show you gotta get me. better at naming these Show things. Show it to okay. me. This is a product that- Relieves muscle pain the easy way. Oh, right, oh, but wait, oh. What do you think this is called? It goes around your neck. Uh, a sedentary job is affecting your health and productivity. So you put this thing around your neck yep. and it relieves pain. What do you think they call this? Uh, a neck massager? Nope. What's the cool name? Think of the ones we've heard. Blissy. Oh, okay. And Nubu. Um, ooh, that feels goody. <laughs> neck relax. Well, that's a good name. Neck relax. That's a great name. No, it isn't. They just, it relaxes your neck. Neck relax. All right, well, what? Also, by the way, that sounds like an evil alien species. The neck relax are coming. Oh, my God, that's amazing. They're Write it coming. down. You're going to put that the in your The neck relax. Neck relax. It also sounds like a super, someone who rapes dead people. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, the neck relax is coming. The neck relax. That'd be a really creepy name for a serial killer, Hey, though. Stephen King. The neck relax. Oh, Stephen. Um, the neck relax. So, anyway, I actually, I didn't buy this particular brand because I- I, a lot of these brands, I've, all, everything I've talked about might have been some other brand. Maybe these work. Who knows? But um, <laughs> not the Peeps one. That was real. But anyway, yeah. that neck thing, first of all, it's like a banana. It's like a thing that goes around your neck, like a head yeah. pillow, like a head pillow. Exactly. But it's very skinny and it's hard plastic. Yes. And on the inside. Of course it hurts. Well, I don't know if that one has like massage balls on it or like Ooh. heat sensor. I don't, mm-hmm. but whatever. There's two different kinds. There's like an electric sensor thing, yep. like a tens unit. I've tried that one, and then there's one with little balls that were. Su- anyway, they don't ever sit in the spot you want it to sit. It's like Ugh. at your neck, but like choking you to death and like not getting the spots it's supposed to get. You want maybe the- you just love getting things in the mail. No, just I really I have neck issues and wanted to have some. I would like you to massage my neck all the time, but do you? Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, then you, What's okay. the next one? Core scale. The revolutionary new scale to look inside your body. Oh, yeah. So there's these new- Can I can I read you a problem, though? No. Here's a problem. What? Let's tell, it's a scale. It's a scale. Yeah, but you know what? Here's a problem that it addresses that I think a lot of people aren't talking oh, about. Oh, God. What, Patton? Well, you can typically know your body weight, but what is happening inside your body is still not known. And most diet regimes do not have the information you need to ensure you are doing it right. Solution, core scale. <laughs> anyway, I think it's like, it's supposed to measure your body, fat mass index thing. Measures your weight, BMI, body fat, muscle mass, water weight, and more. Okay. Can't they just list the more? They could, li- with, I'd like to know what the more is. Yeah, what the is hell? the more? What just tell me the more? more. That'd be a good name for a book, nothing. honey. What is the more? What is the more? Um. Anyway. How do they do that? How on earth can it just, dis- how does it know X, you weigh X amount, but this is 5% mm-hmm. fat and this is 10% water. Can I take a guess as to how they can say they can do that? Because they're lying. They're lying. They're flat out lying. Yeah. And they're hoping you get excited and order it and then throw well, it in the closet like everything else you've ordered from their dumb say, website. Yeah. Yeah. It gives like a general average probably for your body mass or hmm. like your fat, you know, it probably... But I think we should test it out. We should invite Ever over because she's so skinny. She doesn't have any fat. I don't even know she's standing on it. Ever, (laughs) oh my God, no. 
and then not not skinny in an unattractive Instead of inviting way, ever over, how about the, we just skin, you know. not an unattractive too skinny. I mean no. like drop dead gorgeous looks good and everything skinny. Yes. And then we could I can step on it. We could save ever the trip and put a box of Virginia Slims. It on could the be scale. like baby bear, mama bear, and daddy bear. Like she steps on it and it's yeah, and then I step on it and then you step on it. By the way, when I when I uh, finished my surgery, they gave me I woke up, there were these things on my legs. They wrap around and they have battery packs and you click them on and they massage your calves and stop blood clots and keep your blood going but they feel good those things feel really good and i was watching a uh i will this actually will lead into my patents picks so we'll do it in a second but these things and i'm kind of digging it and i might unless uh, uh, i mean i bought some compression socks but i'm afraid i might look crazy if i bring it on the plane but man those things are comfy yeah they are really comfy i remember i too had surgery at one point in my life mm-hmm. and um I had those things on my legs, and I was like, those feel good. Those are nice. Now it's time for Did You Get Our Picks? We tell you what we like, what we really, really like. Yeah, tell me what you like, what you really, really like. <laughs> it's time for our Patents picks. picks. Patents picks. Movies. Um, I'm, some of my picks are going to be for things I... Well, I was just going to tell the li- the people listening mm. that Patents Picks, if you've never joined us before, <laughs> is... Um, Patton's choices of books and music and literature and whatever. Comics. TV and shows. And everything. Anything he, he what am I his into recommendations. This week? Yeah. What is he into? Oh my God, my glasses were in my pocket the whole time. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. All right. Oh my God. Anyway, what are your picks, Patton? A bunch of these uh, picks are going to be for things I have not experienced yet, but I know are going to be amazing and I'm very excited about. The first one being, of course, Peter Jackson's Get Back. Oh my gosh, three. I really, really, really want to see that. We should watch the first one with Alice tonight. I, I'm just excited because everything I've, I'm on, the, again, my my little nerd thread of text, they're all watching it, and they're like, you cannot believe how they really show you and allow themselves to be filmed not knowing what they were doing. They have three weeks to write an album, and they've got nothing. And the first Part of it is just them kind of arguing with each other, and maybe we just don't do this. I what nothing's and and you see that you got to show up every day, and you just it's elbow grease that gets this stuff out, and it's and then you know the, the songs that they, that end up coming out of it are get back and you know the wow. long and winding road. Oh but, wow! But but it, but those they come from nothing. Well, yeah, you know? because you're a creative. Yeah, and and um, you create. And and so when when Paul finds the guitar riff for the beginning of Get Back, and then he starts going, oh my god! And then everyone, just... if you're watching, you're like JoJo is a man who thought it, it's right there. Come on, <laughs> like you all, it's in your head. Uh-huh. It feels like you're all summoning it out of the air. I love when that happens. I cannot wait to watch it. But I you can't whoop. But you feel those things, those moments of inspiration in your life too, don't you? When suddenly it's just like, oh my God, I have this and I yeah. have to write it down and it's- Or what's even better is the moment where I have an idea, it's not working, how do I make this work? Or- And you got to keep going at it. This has happened to me before. I had a total epiphany and uh, I was like, I'm going to remember what I just thought. Like my brain clicked into this new perspective on how to look at the world. Wow. And- um. I was so, I was like, this, this is all you have to do. This is the key to life. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. I figured out the whole thing. And so what is it? Well, I forgot it. <laughs> I, I, then, I then forgot it probably six months later and was yeah. like, what was it? Write what was that the epiphany? shit down. No, I was like, what was the epiphany? How did, I, how did I word it? How did it come into my brain? Please come back to me. Like, that, I want that click to yep. click again. You know what I'm talking about, like, right? It's like the epiphanies. zone. It's that, well. It's, or it's just like a moment of inspiration. It's like, it is a, an epiphany. Weird that you should mention The Zone. Ooh, what? Because the other movie that I watched is the two hour and 40 minute 1979 Russian science fiction art film, Stalker. Now this how, is a how movie. How does one find a Russian, Irish, what Irish, did you say? Artist. Russian science fiction art science film. Science fiction art film. It is on the Criterion channel. It is in their permanent collection. Um, it's a masterpiece. It's a movie, I'm going to admit it now. When did it come out? 1979. Who directed it? Uh, Tarkovsky. Okay. Andrea Tarkovsky. Uh, I'm 52 years old. This is one of those things. I've made about four runs at this movie and gave up every time. Like, I, Why? Is it fuck? terrible? It's not terrible. It's really, really... 
really dense and hard to get into. So is it not keep, a good movie? No, it's a great movie. I mean, I don't know if people have a hard time. Get, if you can't get through it after four times, it's probably not a very well, good movie. Well, but the 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 having a hard time getting into it is about is what the plot of the movie is, which is right. There's been a a meteor has crashed onto the Earth, mm-hmm. and it's created this place called the Zone. Ah, and, thus, and it, thus the Zone. The Here zone. we go. Yeah, outside of Russia, uh-huh. basically, it's it's like imagine Chernobyl, but it's all wrecked. Alien artifacts, alien radiation. We don't know what any of this stuff is. Cool. The government has blocked it off yep. because there's a rumor that somewhere inside the zone, and once you go in the zone, time, distance, location don't mean anything anymore. So you have to be very in the zone. Careful. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to be. <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fantastic. <laughs> There's a room where if you go into it, it it will grant you your deepest desire. You will leave the room with the thing you want most. But the <gasps> trick is, oh, there's a there's a catch. One of the guys, the stalkers are people who know how to guide you through the zone. People pay Shouldn't money. Shouldn't they be guiders and not stalkers? Because a stalker kind of follows. You know what I'm saying? Well, but, but poor choice. Except that, well, except that the zone constantly changes. The zone is an aware, alive thing. Mm-hmm. So the stalker has to be aware of what the zone is feeling and what it's doing. Do you think the people listening to this are following this? I, it, I'm saying if you give this movie a chance, uh, look, a lot of people listening to this have watched Stalker. It's an amazing film. But Should it's I very, watch it? I don't. I. You could try. Um, it might take you a few. T- it took me a lot. Of I, I don't do that. If I can't get into a movie and like in forty minutes, I'm like I can't get into this. It I'm just, done. It pays off such great dividends. Well, how do you at the know end. you haven't finished it? No, no. I what I'm saying is I finally finished it. Oh, this was the one sitting because I was laid up. Oh, I was recovering. So I put it, my I put my um my leg massagers on, and I watched the I watched Stalker. Oh. And there's an interesting, like, as I, I don't want to go into the whole plot, anyway, but it's, it's, it. Give us another recommendation. Clearly, you like it. What's the next one? <laughs> Damn. So dismissive. You know, I'm glad I, you I, like that, dear. Let's move on. At a certain point, people are like, next. Wow. All right. Oh my God, wait. I just told this story. Um, I don't know what, I don't know where we were, but some, something, someone got sort of slightly heckled. I liked all those all that alliteration. Sort of slightly heck, yeah. Um, and I tell I was telling them the story of when we went to Las Vegas and you had a show, mm-hmm. and it was like all these people in the crowd. We were backstage, and there are all these people in the crowd, but they were sitting at these um, round tables. I guess there was also like a banquet or something happening, and some lady at the very front clearly got hammered because <laughs> you came out. And everyone was so excited, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, like 10 minutes into it, I, you hear this voice going, next, like that. And I got like mama bear protective. I was like, what the fuck? Did that lady just say next? And then five seconds later, she goes, next. And you're like, I'm sorry, ma'am. What does that mean? She's yeah. like, next comedian. And you're like, um, I'm the headliner um, and this, this is, is all it, you're baby. getting. So. <laughs> But then you started chatting with her, and it was really, really yeah. funny. But for I, me, backstage, oh, you were I my my fur went up. It was almost another pink bat moment. You wanted to get over to him and go, "Sir, you got a fucking problem." I wanted to walk. I actually, okay, don't get mad. <laughs> I actually, oh my god, everyone is gonna think I'm terrifying. Mm-hmm. I did. I walked. I just wanted to see who it was. So I came out and I looked at the floor and I see her doing it. I'm like standing off to the side, just giving her stink eye. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to go up to her and be like, listen, lady, because that's not me. But I was just like, I hope she catches my eye so I can give her a disapproving look. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how stern I get. Yeah. I give the disapproving look. I'm not, that is very beautiful and comes from a beautiful place. But but I know you'll kill them on stage, so it's more fun. help a comedian out. We, we've got it. Oh, I know you do. We've got it. I and know also, you do. And also, I actually felt bad for her because- she did the classic next, but before she, it's almost like she didn't know how heckling works. <laughs> like they know the grammar of heckling, but they don't know how to use it correctly. I went up and did 10 minutes and it killed and the audience was on my side. Uh-huh. So you, that's not when you can go. Nah. Nah. Like, right. Why? She was clearly drunk or whatever. But also in her mind, like everyone's with me on this. Come or, next. Yeah. Or just thinking that's what you do at a comedy show. No, that's not what you do. Unless she wanted to be heckled. 
I guess. Because some but, people draw the heckle. Yeah. They want you to notice them. But then what happens is I talk to them for a while, and then they realize, I, like, oh, I don't think I want to be talked to right now. Yeah. He's, he's digging kind of deep. I do the opposite. Long. I remember my sister and I went to go see Cats in New York when we were little. Did I say this already? No. And uh, at one point, the cats like come out to the audience, and my sister and I literally like put our heads down right away like don't look at me don't look at me don't pick me oh, don't. it's no. like it's like a kid who hasn't studied for the quiz oh yeah and the teacher's like oh alice what's the answer to and she's like got her face going oh god don't pick, don't pick me don't pick me don't pick me it's the worst it's um, the worst yeah. yeah so i don't i although you know there are times when i'm in a, a mood that i'd actually like to play with the person <laughs> up on stage so if someone wanted to heckle me that i yeah, yeah. i mean not if they wanted to talk to a member of the audience like you do, you're like, right. hey, you. I'd, yeah. be, I'd be okay if you did it mm-hmm. or any of your cool comedian fun friends. Right. But, yeah. But don't, at a play, come up to me while I'm watching like, Cats and, and ask me to get on stage. No. And also, one time I was in Vegas for one of my dear friends' mm-hmm. bachelorette parties. Oh, no. And we... As like an ironic thing, we went to go see like Magic Mike or something like that. Oh, like Thunder from Down Under? Yeah. Yeah, that shit. And um, one of the guys picks a girl from the audience and it's so, first of all, they're like, you know, you know, they're in their like little- In their 20s, yeah. They're Yeah, but they're wearing those little things. Yeah, they're very vulnerable. Well, they're basically naked and stripping right. for you. Mm-hmm. Um, And they pull you up on stage and like want to like get all sexy and funky on you and you're like- Oh please, this please don't do this. Please, I don't want this. And yeah. it, it's very aggressive. Yeah. But it's not aggressive. It's like, oh, this is fun. Look, I'm drunk. Aren't I having fun? Look, right, he's riding right. me. And I'm like, if you come near me, I will stab <laughs> you in the eye with my fork. Do not. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, music. I'm look, I'm not gonna be a clever here. I've just been re-listening to the Beatles all week, getting ready to watch get back. I'm so excited. It, they were geniuses, and I'm about to watch. Three full hours of of unseen footage of yeah, new excited. aspects of them. I cannot wait. Books, a book I have not read yet. I'll start reading it on Wednesday, December first. That's right, the Higston and Olson short story advent calendar of twenty twenty one. I'm so excited. There's a company in Canada, publishers Higston and Olson, a little tiny publishing house. They do the most beautiful books, and they oh, started the, a thing. Oh yeah, I love this. You do it short, for. Ho- Short, short story advent calendar yes, where every Christmas awesome. you get 25 stories and each day you open up the little pamphlet, you read a short story. They you find the best writers. They find the best. Not only do they find the best new writers that you never would have heard of, but, but they find s- classic writers. You're like, I didn't know this guy wrote. This is interesting. Yes, totally. I yeah. love The short stories are fabulous. And also, is this the company that you did a um, – you didn't a collaboration with them for Halloween? I love them so much. I basically called them and said, "Let's do a ghost box, a which ghost is box. 13 short stories for Halloween." Get it cuz October, you know, And uh, it's my favorite uh Halloween horror short stories and um they did 3 of them and they're gorgeous and um Scary. The f- what was that one in the window with the clock or whatever? Oh, God, what, the clock. Oh, yeah. It's called The Clock it's by It's so good. Um, F- oh god, it's so Wait, do you remember her, the writer's name? Yes, it was. Um, uh, Should we pause it and look it up? William Fryer Crawford? William Crawford Fryer, something like that. We might be wrong. We'll tell you on the next yeah. episode. Yeah. We'll anyway, it's cool. But these are short stories. They are amazing collections. You still have time to get one. And this year, they also put out a collection for young readers. So we got one for Alice. Young. Uh, one of my readers. friends is a big nerd reader, just like Patton. So we yeah. got her one because she's a nerd reader. Uh, and uh, I have one. I can't wait. I love. And they're beautiful. They look beautiful. Yes, on the yes, yes. I love um, short stories because yeah. clearly my attention span <laughs> has diminished since the internet and or since I aged up mm-hmm. and or since I smoked too much pot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys, there are kids listening. That's a yeah. joke. There, uh, No one did that. Shush. Yeah. It's terrible <laughs> and horrible for you. No, she didn't smoke too much pot. She smoked just enough. Now. No. <laughs> And then comics. Uh, this comic has not come out yet. Comes out Wednesday, December first. The next series, Maniac of New York: The Bronx Is Burning, by Elliot Kalan, Andrea Muti, with lettering by Taylor Esposito. I raved about this many episodes ago. It is such a genius idea for a uh, movie book. I don't know what, but in comic book form, it is gorgeous. Basically, it is a world where a Jason Voorhees, Mike Myers style killer exists. Who can't be killed. In a world where Jason Voorhees can't be killed. Yes, go on. And um, 
And 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 uh, so in New York, he killed a bunch of people on New Year's Eve in Times Square. And now it's 10 years later, and New York has just adjusted. In New York. <laughs> to, Sorry. <laughs> to going, well, I mean, it's the price of living in New York. Every Hungry now and like four or five people get murdered every year. That's what you got to do. There's nothing you can do. Life in the big city. Now you're, you know what? That really would have, that's a good rap to put over that song. Exactly. I think, I think you, who was that rapper who just said your name the other day? Oh, that was a, years ago. Oh, that was years ago? That was MC cool. Lethal. He was going for the world record speed rapping and he. And he said an Oswald Patton. But that's when he was going. He was going uh, so oh fast. God, it was crazy. I can't even say your name that fast. Oswald Ugh. Patton. It's Oswald hard to Pat- say. Yeah, um, just like Meredith Salinger is hard to say. It's like the th and the. It doesn't s- flow. It's like Meredith Salinger. It's Meredith just like Sa- yeah, you got to change. Th- you got to th- change your tongue. It's too quick. Right, like, like, Roy Kent. Easy to say. Nice. Boom. All right, that has been our show, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. We will see you next week. No, but we, we won't. Again, we won't. We always we, say we'll we see you next week. We will not see not- you. You will hear us next week, and we will look forward to any Someday, um, you- speak pipes you want to leave for us. We'll play it on the air and answer your question. Someday, do you think we'll ever do a live show? Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, dear. Okay. Um, okay. See you later, guys. Bye. I mean, t- I mean, <laughs> okay, Talk bye. at you later. Not with you. At you. Okay, bye. This podcast is a production of Meredith Salinger and Patton Oswalt. In association with Starburns Audio. Executive producers are Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. And if you have questions for us, send them to... Hey, did you get my text? At gmail.com. And don't forget, subscribe to this podcast. It's free, and it helps us get to keep making the show. Mm-hmm. Starbucks Avenue, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.